Hey everyone, you're listening to God's Whole Story, a podcast of Worship Center. We know just how hard it is to read God's Word and understand it, so we decided to read the Bible chronologically this year and talk about it together. Thanks so much for joining us. Hey everyone, you're listening to God's Whole Story. This is Chelsea, and I'm here with Ryan and Colin again today, and we finally wrapped up Ecclesiastes in our reading today. So Solomon wraps up Ecclesiastes with, first of all, a very sad picture of growing old. I, yeah. I, I laughed a couple of times. With so some I was like, pretty weird metaphors. I like how in Proverbs, um, Solomon or whoever wrote it was like, oh, gray hair is like a crown for the wise. And now he's like, sorry about your shoulders, stupid. <laughs> like, <laughs> the guards of your house. <laughs> the guards of your house feeling weak. <laughs> but it does kind of remind me of like somebody who's older saying, hey, like, while you're young, do this. It's yeah. like, obviously, it's exaggerated in the way he's like, describing old age. But I think it's interesting to look at what he's actually, instead instead of focusing on the description of what it's like to be old, focus on what he's asking the reader to do. Yeah, I, I get that. But Solomon is a, he's a ping pong sort of guy. He's <laughs> back and forth. So, like, look at this. Uh, in verse 10, he says, so refuse to worry and keep your body healthy. But remember that youth with a whole life before you is meaningless. Just a reminder, everything's meaningless. <laughs> give it, so give it a like, shot. So he's like, hey, hey, hey. I'm sure worry. if you heard like, this before. Stay healthy. That's important. But remember that youth and your whole life is meaningless. <laughs> I, I really do appreciate yeah, his like, focus on like, hey, when you're young, like, make use of that. Like, don't yeah. sit around and wait. Like, yeah. I, guess, I guess me being like a youth pastor, it's like, that. that's kind of cool. Like, listen. Make the most of being young. You can actually get a lot done. Is it meaningless? Maybe. <laughs> Let me just re- can we just take pieces that we like? Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Isn't that what most people do anyway? Yeah. <laughs> That's my favorite. Can we highlight that comment, please? Um, okay, so the, the that key to the text is in here, though. Like, that, the yeah, actual the last, last lines. Verse. Fear God and obey his commands, for this is everyone's duty. God will judge us for everything we do, including every secret thing, whether good or bad. So that's that deal. You got to read the whole thing because if you take chapters out of Ecclesiastes without the understanding that this is actually a book about fearing God, it's all going to fall flat. Right. Yeah. And another thing that we didn't talk about yet. I mean, did we talk about the fact that Ecclesiastes is a a book of wisdom? It's wisdom lit. We didn't actually talk about that. It's a book of wisdom literature. Um, And so something that I'm reading about right now um, having to do with wisdom lit books in the Bible is the goodness that the world offers is very different from what we would say is good as followers of Christ. If if we're looking at what Solomon is saying, um, all the things that he's chasing, all those things, the world would be like, yep, that's good. That's good. That's good. If we are following Christ and chasing after the, after the Lord, instead of the wind or whatever Solomon's saying, um, those good things are also good because it's in the context of a relationship with God. So money can be good because we're in a relationship with God. Relationships can be good because they're in um, relationship with God or the social justice can be good because it's in the relationship with God, that context. So I think, again, that key kind of wraps everything up. All these things that the world is like, this is good, but on its own, it just crumbles. It is good when it's in the context of this is a good gift God has given me. Yeah. Fear God and obey his commands and also enjoy your life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and he, he does remind us, he's like, remember your creator. Like he says that a couple of mm-hmm. times. Like, remember, go back to your creator. 
And so I love that aspect of that, that he is just pointing back to something that's way bigger than even just the things he's talking about. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. So we wrap up Ecclesiastes. Yep. We leave that sucker behind. And (laughs) now we're like picking up the the history of these folks. Like Solomon basically just kind of leaves a mess, to be honest. Um, All by God's design, actually. Yep. It's not a surprise to God. Yeah. Even though it looks really messy from our perspective. (laughs) Um, So Rehoboam is Solomon's son. Jeroboam is son of Nabat, who is one of Solomon's officials. Um, And they end up splitting the tribes of Judah and Israel into two different nations. It does not help that these names are so similar. It (laughs) is a a little tricky to understand. (laughs) I got lost. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. At one point. So Rehoboam is sticking around in Jerusalem. Jeroboam is like going to lead the Northern kingdom. Yep. Um, This is not a good thing. No, (laughs) no, we don't like that. (laughs) As, as we've been following. So we've, we've been on this journey where we're like, this story starts with Abraham standing in the field and mm-hmm. God saying, you're going to have so many descendants. Mm-hmm. And we get to Solomon. And we're like, this is so awesome. The descendants are so, there's so many of them. They're so powerful. People mm-hmm. are literally traveling in with stuff to give to them because they appreciate them so much. Mm-hmm. Boom. <laughs> it is now split. There's now confusion. There's now tension. Uh, this is a threat to the promise. Like, I, I think the audience dealing with this text is going to be like, oh, shoot. This is not what we thought was going to happen. Right. Yes. The audience, again, being, and you need to correct me if I'm wrong because I might be wrong. The audience at this point would be the exiled yes. nation. Yes. So Kings, exiled Israelites. Kings is going to give us like a pretty early exile perspective. Right. Chronicles is going to give us a little bit later exile perspective. They're extremely similar. So at this point, when it's being written, again, not at this point in history that it's being written about, but mm-hmm. when it's being written to the people who are reading it, they're exiled to Babylon, Right. Yeah, there's the uh, with Chronicles. It's it's possible they're like about to be able to come back. Okay. Um, with Kings, they're pretty much in the depths of it. Okay. Yeah. Good. I mean, not good, but you know, now I understand. <laughs> yeah, and the, the authors seem to be like the authors and God. His intent for us today really seems to be like, guys, follow God. Like, if you don't follow God, the whole thing breaks apart. Yeah. And so we get a, we get a pretty wild picture of that in here, um, where Jeroboam is just going to set up his own priesthood. Mm-hmm. It's pretty wild. Yep. In fact, he quotes Aaron and says, he sets up golden calves just like Aaron did in Exodus 32 and says, these are the gods that led you out of Egypt, Israel. And the Israelites are like, yep, that sounds right. <laughs> like, <laughs> so just so you know, like fun, nerdy fact, just so you know that this is not like a made up fairy tale. The foundations of those golden calves are still in Dan in Israel today. You can actually go see them. Wow, that's um, crazy. It's pretty crazy. Um, the Dan is in the north of Israel. Um, it's like at the headwaters of the Jordan River. That's actually why Jordan, like Jordan is from Dan. That's the river. Hmm. Um, and the platforms for those idols are there. Uh, and it's a, it's, it's kind of like a state parky kind of a thing. But it's it helps. It actually, to me, reinforces my faith. Like, this is not made up. You can yeah. go look at yeah. it. Yeah. 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 That's really interesting. And so Rehoboam is now the king of Judah. And despite the fact that he had, right? Yeah, here we go. Despite the fact that he had um, some rough beginnings there, like because you said it when we were talking about this before we started recording, it kind of sounds like he's going to be the bad guy, but then he ends up being the good guy. <laughs> and there's a short little promise that he's at least the good guy for three years. Yeah. 
Cool. That's all I need. Three years. Hang on tight, guys. (laughs) Seasons, as Solomon told us. <laughs> There's a time for this and a time for that. Yeah, this this split's going to get wild. Um, it, it's just gonna, there's a lot of terrible things that are going to come out of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, eventually, the, the destruction of all of Israel is going to come out of it. The destruction of Jerusalem is going to come out of it. Mm-hmm. So this is we are about to go on a descent. It's almost like when we were entering into Judges, sort of. It's very similar. Yeah, I'm kind of excited because the split of Israel and Judah means we're going to get into Elijah. Yeah, Elisha, like mm-hmm. a lot of cool things coming up. Yeah. yeah. All right, guys, stay tuned. Uh, This has been fun. I've enjoyed it. So goodbye, Ecclesiastes. (laughs) See ya. (laughs) See ya. And now we're diving into this divided kingdom situation. So we'll see you tomorrow. Bye. 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 Ecclesiastes 11, starting in verse 7. Light is sweet. How pleasant to see a new day dawning. When people live to be very old, let them rejoice in every day of life. But let them also remember there will be many dark days. Everything still to come is meaningless. Young people, it's wonderful to be young. Enjoy every minute of it. Do everything you want to do. Take it all in. Remember him before you become fearful of falling and worry about danger in the streets. Before your hair turns white like an almond tree in bloom and you drag along without energy like a dying grasshopper. And the caperberry no longer inspires sexual desire. Remember him before you near the grave, your everlasting home, when the mourners will weep at your funeral. Yes, remember your creator now while you are young, before the silver cord of life snaps and the golden bowl is broken. Don't wait until the water jar is smashed at the spring and the pulley is broken at the well. For then the dust will return to the earth and the spirit will return to what God return to God who gave it. Everything is meaningless, says the teacher, completely meaningless. Keep this in mind. The teacher was considered wise, and he taught the people everything he knew. He listened carefully to many proverbs, studying and classifying them. The teacher sought to find just the right words to express truths clearly. The words of the wise are like cattle prods, painful but helpful. Their collected sayings are like nail-studded sticks with which a shepherd drives the sheep. But my child, let me give you some further advice. Be careful, for writing books is endless, and much study wears you out. That's the whole story. Here now is my final conclusion. Fear God and obey his commands, for this is everyone's duty. God will judge us for everything we do, including every secret thing, whether good or bad. 1 Kings 12 Rehoboam went to Shechem, where all Israel had gathered to make him king. When Jeroboam, son of Nebat, heard this, he returned from Egypt, for he had fled to Egypt to escape the king Solomon. The leaders of Israel summoned him, and Jeroboam and the whole assembly of Israel went to speak with Rehoboam. Your father was a hard master, they said. Lighten the harsh labor demands and heavy taxes that your father imposed on us, then we will be your loyal subjects. Rehoboam replied, Give me three days to think this over, then come back for my answer. So the people went away. Then King Rehoboam discussed the matter with the older men who had counseled his father, Solomon. What is your advice, he asked. How should I answer these people? The older counselors replied, If you are willing to be a servant to these people today and give them a favorable answer, they will always be your loyal subjects. But Rehoboam rejected the advice of the older men and instead asked the opinion of the young men who had grown up with him and were now his advisors. What is your advice, he asked them. How should I answer these people who want me to lighten the burdens imposed by my father? The young men replied, This is what you should tell those complainers who want a lighter burden. My little finger is thicker than my father's waist. 
Yes, my father laid a heavy burden on you, but I'm going to make them even heavier. My father beat you with whips, but I will beat you with scorpions. Three days later, Jeroboam and all the people returned to hear Rehoboam's decision, just as the king had ordered. But Rehoboam spoke harshly to the people, for he rejected the advice of the older counselors and followed the counselor, the counsel of his younger advisors. He told the people, My father laid heavy burdens on you, but I'm going to make them even heavier. My father beat you with whips, but I will beat you with scorpions. So the king paid no attention to the people. This turn of events was the will of the Lord, for it fulfilled the Lord's message to Jeroboam, son of Nebat, through the prophet Ahijah from Shiloh. When all Israel realized that the king had refused to listen to them, they responded, Down with the dynasty of David. We have no interest in the son of Jesse. Back to your homes, O Israel. Look out for your own house, O David. So the people of Israel returned home. But Rehoboam continued to rule over the Israelites who lived in the towns of Judah. King Rehoboam sent Adoniram, who was in charge of the forced labor, to restore order, but the people of Israel stoned him to death. When this news reached King Rehoboam, he quickly jumped into his chariot and fled to Jerusalem. And to this day, the northern tribes of Israel have refused to be ruled by a descendant of David. When the people of Israel learned of Jeroboam's return from Egypt, they called an assembly and made him king over all of Israel. So only the tribe of Judah remained loyal to the family of David. Second Chronicles 10 Rehoboam went to Shechem, where all of Israel had gathered to make him king. When Jeroboam, son of Nebat, heard this, he returned from Egypt, for he had fled to Egypt to escape King Solomon. The leaders of Israel summoned him, and Jeroboam and all of Israel went to speak with Rehoboam. Your father was a hard master, they said. Lighten the harsh labor demands and heavy taxes that your father imposed on us. Then we will be your loyal subjects. Rehoboam replied, Come back in three days for my answer. So the people went away. Then King Rehoboam discussed the matter with the older men who had counseled his father Solomon. What is your advice? he asked. How should I answer these people? The older counselors replied, If you are good to those people and do your best to please them and give them a favorable answer, they will always be your loyal subjects. But Rehoboam rejected the advice of the older men and instead asked the opinion of the young men who had grown up with him and were now his advisors. What is your advice? he asked them. How should I answer these people who want me to lighten the burdens imposed by my father? The young men replied, This is what you should tell those complainers who want a lighter burden. My little finger is thicker than my father's waist. Yes, my father laid a heavy burden on you, but I'm going to make them even heavier. My father beat you with whips, but I will beat you with scorpions. Three days later, Jeroboam and all the people returned to hear Rehoboam's decision, just as the king had ordered. But Rehoboam spoke harshly to them, for he rejected the advice of the older counselors and followed the counsel of his younger advisors. He told the people, My father laid heavy burdens on you, but I'm going to make them even heavier. My father beat you with whips, but I will beat you with scorpions. So the king paid no attention to the people. This turn of events was the will of God, for it fulfilled the Lord's message to Jeroboam, son of Nebat, through the prophet Ahijah from Shiloh. When all Israel realized that the king had refused to listen to them, they responded, Down with the dynasty of David. We have no interest in the son of Jesse. Back to your homes, O Israel. Look out for your own house, O David. So all the people of Israel returned home, but Rehoboam continued to rule over the Israelites who lived in the towns of Judah. King Rehoboam sent Adoniram, who was in charge of forced labor, to restore order, but the people of Israel stoned him to death. When this news reached King Rehoboam, he quickly jumped into his chariot and fled to Jerusalem. And to this day, the northern tribes of Israel have refused to be ruled by a descendant of David. 
When Rehoboam arrived at Jerusalem, he mobilized the men of Judah and the tribe of Benjamin, 180,000 select troops, to fight against the men of Israel and to restore the kingdom to himself. But God said to Shemaiah, the man of God, Say to Rehoboam, son of Solomon, king of Judah, and to all the people of Judah and Benjamin, to the rest of all the people, This is what the Lord says, Do not fight against your relatives, uh, the Israelites. Go back home, for this has happened is my doing. So they obeyed the message of the Lord and went home, as the Lord had commanded. Second Chronicles 11 When Rehoboam arrived at Jerusalem, he mobilized the men of Judah and of Benjamin, 180,000 select troops, to fight against Israel and to restore the kingdom to himself. But the Lord said to Shemaiah, the man of God, Say to Rehoboam, son of Solomon, king of Judah, and to all the Israelites in Judah and Benjamin, This is what the Lord says, Do not fight against your relatives. Go back home, for what has happened is my doing. So they obeyed the message of the Lord and did not fight against Jeroboam. 1 Kings 12 Jeroboam then built up the city of Shechem in the hill country of Ephraim, and it became his capital. Later he went and built up the town of Peniel. Jeroboam thought to himself, Unless I am careful, the kingdom will return to the dynasty of David. When these people go to Jerusalem to offer sacrifices at the temple of the Lord, they will again give their allegiance to King Rehoboam of Judah. They will kill me and make him their king instead. So on the advice of his counselors, the king made two gold calves. He said to the people, It is too much trouble for you to worship in Jerusalem. Look, Israel, these are the gods who brought you out of Egypt. He placed these calf idols in Bethel and in Dan, at either end of his kingdom. But this became a great sin, for the people worshipped the idols, traveling as far north as Dan to worship the one there. Jeroboam also erected buildings at the pagan shrines and ordained priests from the common people, those who were not from the priestly tribe of Levi. And Jeroboam instituted a religious festival in Bethel, held on the fifteenth day of the eighth month, in imitation of the annual festival of shelters in Judah. There at Bethel he himself offered sacrifices to the calves that he had made, and he appointed priests for the pagan shrines he had made. So on the fifteenth day of the eighth month, a day that he himself had designated, Jeroboam offered sacrifices on the altar at Bethel. He instituted a religious festival for Israel, and he went up to the altar to burn incense. Second Chronicles 11 Rehoboam remained in, in Jerusalem and fortified various towns for the defense of Judah. He built up Bethlehem, Etam, Tekoa, Beth-Zur, Soko, Agilam, Gath, Masera, Ziph, Adonrim, Lachish, Azekah, Zorah, Agilon, and Hebron. These became the fortified towns of Judah and Benjamin. Rehoboam strengthened their defenses and stationed commanders in them, and he stored supplies of food, olive oil, and wine. He also put shields and spears in their towns as a further safety measure. So only Judah and Benjamin remained under his control. But all the priests and Levites living in the northern tribes of Israel sided with Rehoboam. The Levites even abandoned their pasture lands and property and moved to Judah and Jerusalem, because Jeroboam and his sons would not allow them to serve the Lord as priests. Jeroboam appointed his own priests to serve the pagan shrines, where they worshipped the goat and calf idols he had made. From all the tribes of Israel, those who sincerely wanted to worship the Lord, the God of Israel, followed the Levites to Jerusalem, where they could offer sacrifices to the Lord, the God of their ancestors. This strengthened the kingdom of Judah, and for three years they supported Rehoboam, son of Solomon, for during those years they faithfully followed in the footsteps of David and Solomon. 
Hey guys, this is Ryan, and I hope you are getting a lot out of God's whole story. Uh, it means a lot to us, even as we are reading through God's Word every single day in the order that it happened. Um, if you want to go ahead and follow us, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at God's Whole Story Podcast. Uh, we would love it if you would share this thing with your friends or people that you know, or just share what's sticking out to you. Uh, you can either send us a DM, or you could actually email us at podcasts at worshipcenter.org. You can email us if you have any questions, if something stuck out to you, if you'd like us to pray for you. And if you want a Bible, if you don't have one right now, or if you want a copy of the one that we're using to go through God's whole story, we'd be happy to send that to you. So go ahead and reach out to us in any way that you'd like. We'd love to hear from you. Have a great day.